Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today I wanted to talk with you all about how you are his temple. You are the temple of God. When Jesus chose to die on the cross, he chose to give us his spirit. So now he lives inside of us. And I pray that after listening to this, that God would open your eyes and to just allow you to see and make you so much more aware that the living God, the God that we worship, the God of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, that He lives in us. And I pray that this awareness would further draw your heart to want to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right? That's what God tells us. The greatest commandment is that we would love Him with all our heart, soul, and mind. And so I pray that as we continue to realize that God is living inside of us, that we would give of ourselves, that we would be a living sacrifice, right? And that's the reason why in Romans 12, it talks about how your only true and proper worship is you giving up your bodies to be a living sacrifice. Because if we are the temple of God, then that means the best thing that we can give God is ourselves, right? And what God wants is our hearts. And I pray that from listening to this, that you would realize how important it is that we give Him everything that we are, right? That we allow ourselves to be vessels, to be pleasing unto God, because that is our true and proper, you know, call and purpose in our lives. Like we were created to glorify God, which is why, you know, many times you can try to please the world, you know, do other things, but you realize that as you pursue these other things, you never become satisfied. You feel like you're you're missing something all the time. And that's because you were created to glorify God. 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? And so recently, you know, God has given me such a great revelation of what it means for Him to be in us, that we are His temple, that we host the presence of God. Right in the Old Testament, we read about the temple of God, the tabernacle. But now we are that walking tabernacle. We carry His presence, guys. And when the Lord was showing this to me, I was like, God, I want to give you everything. God, my words, my hands, my feet, my eyes, my mouth, every single thing. And there's been times in the past um, before I was walking with the Lord, I would curse a lot. But there's still times where like when I get really upset, those bad things will come about about my mouth, whether it's curse words or even negative things. But after the Lord was showing this to me, I realized, God, you deserve my utmost best. You deserve beautiful words that would come out of me. Right? Because like we are so special to God, like we don't understand how much it hurts him when we sin. Like he is hurt. And so as God was showing me this revelation, it was opening up my eyes even more that I want to give God my best. And in particular, one area that I really had to confess to God was my past. You know, many of you guys who have heard my testimony, you know that I didn't live a pure life my whole life. I did have sex outside of marriage. And I have repented of that, of course. But just recently, I had to go back and repent to God because I didn't realize how severe that sin was, how much it actually hurt the Lord until I read this verse. And this is where I want to read to you guys. It's in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 15 to 22. It says, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ 
and unite them with a prostitute. Never do you know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body. For it is said the two will become one flesh. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, with whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. So guys, when I first read that, it hit me so hard. First of all, what it's saying is, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? So because Jesus lives in you, every, every part of your body is Christ himself. And when you commit sex out of marriage, right, sex out of the context of what God created and designed sex for, you are forcing Jesus to impart in darkness, right? That's why he says here, shall, you, shall I then take the members of Christ, which is our very bodies, and unite them with a prostitute, right? Someone that is not your spouse. And so guys, like when I was reading this, I started getting a vision of just Jesus being forced into darkness, being forced with lust. Like guys, it is so bad. And I didn't realize that when I was falling into sin back then with my ex, like that was hurting the Lord. I was forcing Jesus in an essence, basically, to be a part of darkness, right? We have to realize that we are his holy temples. Like God created us to glorify him, to be honoring to him, to honor him with our bodies. And it's crazy because back then, before I was walking with God, you know, I wanted to use my body to show off to other men, right? To, to dress sexually, to be attractive, because I saw my value in that, right? Like, you know, wearing low cut shirts, wearing short shirts, just things that were very promiscuous. And it was obvious that I was blinded. I failed to realize that God actually created me, my body, to be a vessel that would honor him. Which is why, like, especially for you ladies, I know that's something that a lot of you struggle. And I struggle with that too, because at the time, I saw my value tied to what men would think of me. But the reality is, like, number one, we weren't created to please man. We were created to please God, which is why even though we dress in a certain way, we still don't feel confident. We still don't feel good enough. I still remember back then, even though I dressed that certain way, or I was like that perfect weight amount, like, I still didn't feel satisfied. And the reason why is because I wasn't, I couldn't see properly. I couldn't see who I was created to be, which is to honor God with my body, to honor God with my looks and everything, to really present myself as a holy temple before him. And so, you know, as the Lord was showing me these things, I had to repent to God. God, forgive me for not realizing how badly I hurt you in my sin. Um, obviously, I'm not walking in that way anymore. This was back then. But I still felt like I had to repent to God for not realizing the severity of my sin. And so I pray that you would open your eyes to see that you are created to glorify God, right? And like, we have to renew our mindset. I know that especially in social media now, it's, it's constantly like driving us, especially as women, to dress a certain way, to look a certain way, to get certain likes. But understand like those things are just things that are in vain. Like they're not going to produce any good fruit. There's no everlasting value in that. But understand that you are called to a greater calling, right? That's what Proverbs 31 says, a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Not like a woman who is attracted, like wanting to be attracted by men. Because understand, if you are wanting men to be attracted to you in that certain way, first of all, that's lust. And lust isn't of God, guys. Like you are partaking in the enemy. You basically want the enemy to praise you, right? Like that's really what it is. And God was showing this to me that there are so many of us as ladies, like we are so blinded to wanting to please the enemy, to please the spirit of lust. 
But like we were created for more than that, girls. Like we were, I know there are guys that are listening too. So for you men as well. But like, I just want to emphasize this, especially to you ladies, that like you are created for so much more. And for men, like if you are in a place where you do struggle with lust or struggle with seeing women that way, understand that you also are created, right? In a higher place. Like God had called you as a husband. And if you guys are not husbands, you will be soon, right? And so like you are called to purify your body, your temple, and to set your eyes only before your wife, right? A woman who is your wife and everyone else, we can make, we have to make sure that we don't partner with the spirit of lust, right? That we actually host the presence of God, which is why Jesus says in John, apart from me, you can do nothing, right? Abide in me. And if you don't abide in me, you will bear no fruit. And so we have to make sure that we're abiding in Jesus because if we are abiding with the spirit of lust, then we are no longer abiding in Jesus, which means that we will not bear fruit. And what is fruit? The fruit is the fruit of the spirit, right? It's goodness, it's faithfulness, it's patience, it's kindness, it's purity. Like all those things are the fruit of the spirit. And if we are not abiding in Jesus, we cannot bear that fruit. But understand that you are created for that. And if you've lived that life for so long, you know that it's not even pleasing you. It's not even enough. Right? You still feel like you have to do more and more and more. You still feel unsatisfied. So understand it's just a trap that the enemy wants you to fall into. But I pray too that you would realize that you are created to give your heart to Jesus. We have to understand that first of all, scripture says that we love because he first loved us. So we first have to understand that Jesus loves you so much. Like when he chose to die on the cross, he chose to say, even if you messed up, even though that you are so bad, I want you to be with me. I want you to have eternal life with me. So I will choose to die and shed my blood over you so that you would be washed. But we have to understand that even though Jesus died on the cross, we have our duty to do our part to abide in him. Because if we are not abiding in him, we're basically saying, yeah, Jesus, I know what you did, but I'm not going to take what you did upon my life. Which is why Hebrews 10, 26 says, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifices for sins is left right? But only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume all adversaries. So we have to realize one thing. Yes, Jesus died on the cross, but if we don't abide in him, if we don't allow, die to our flesh and walk in the spirit and allow him to transform us, we will not be able to walk in the place that he's called us to be. And don't fall into the trap thinking, well, if God is a loving God, why is there hell? We have to understand, first of all, that God is holy, that he has a character, guys. Like he he doesn't change. We know that. Scripture says that he always stays the same. And so God cannot partake with darkness, but he showed his love by sending Jesus that while we were yet sinners, he sent Jesus to die for us. So like guys understand that God already showed his love that even though you are in darkness, he was like, I'm going to make you clean. I'm going to send my son to clean you. But if you still choose to walk in darkness, what can he do? Right? God can't even save you. Understand that God has already went to the extremes to save you. But now it's your choice to walk in truth. And so if there is any area in your life where you are struggling to love God, to give him everything, just start asking the Lord to give you a revelation of how much he loves you, right? Like Jesus has done so much. Even think about the things that he's done in your life, right? And all that he is asking you to do is to love him ultimately. I know we're talking about like that we are his temple and that we are to give our bodies wholly onto God. But why? This whole purpose of even giving ourselves faithfully to God is to love him, which is why Jesus says in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will obey my commands. So this call to obedience is basically the call to love. God just wants your heart, guys. He just wants you to love him. Now, I want to give you an example. 
I recently talked about this with my husband. Our relationship with God is very, very close to like a marriage, like our us and our spouse. So I was telling my husband this, like imagine this basically. Would you rather your spouse cook you good things, get, buy you amazing stuff, or would you rather them be faithful and pure and not have sex with another partner, right? You would rather them be faithful than do things for you. And the same thing with God. Like, yes, God loves our worship. Yes, God loves our, our tithes, but he'd rather us be faithful to him than to give him all these things. Like God wants our hearts, guys. He wants our hearts. And if we say we love him, that means we are we are willing to purify ourselves. We are willing to obey his commands because obedience is the only way for us to prove and show that we love God. So think about that. Like with your with your loved ones, with your spouse, or maybe you're not married yet, but you're about to be married. You would want them to be faithful with you, right? You don't want them looking at things. You don't want them partaking in darkness. It's the same thing with Jesus. Like he is your bride, right? You are married to Jesus, in fact. Many scriptures talks about Jesus is our husband. He's our maker. He is, he, is, he is our husband. And so we have to understand that this call to holiness is a call to love Jesus. And so I pray that God would show you more and more of how much he loves you and how much he wants you. And you know, when we, when we are so aware that the living God is living inside of us, we can't help but offer our bodies onto him. When we are so aware that the living God is living inside of us, we can then understand that we are to be a living sacrifice onto him, that we are to give our, of ourselves and that we would do it delightfully, right? I know I mentioned this before Romans 12, but Romans 12, one says, therefore, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And so because we know that God is merciful and that he loves us, in return, we give of ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him. This is our act of love and that's all God wants is for us to love him. This is why God says that the greatest commandment is to love him with all our heart, soul, and mind. Like guys, if we're not willing to obey God and to even set ourselves faithfully, and I'm talking specifically today about purity, like sexual purity, like saving that for marriage, if we can't do that, then that ultimately means that we just don't love God. So let us live up to what 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and spirit. Let us really check ourselves and to ask like, what are things God that are impure, that are things that are not purifying my spirit and my body? Even things to your thoughts, because guys understand too that sin grows when you tolerate little things, even your thoughts. When you get bad thoughts, you have to deny them because if you start entertaining those thoughts, it's gonna eventually lead to bigger things, right? Whether it's pornography or actually even falling into sexual sin. It all starts from thoughts, right? It's never something big that happens and because we're feeding things and whatever we feed grows, whatever, whatever we starve dies. Ephesians 5 says this, follow God's example, therefore as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. And so right here, the first thing that it says right here is walk in the way of love. So guys, I want you to remember whenever we're talking about purity or giving ourselves to God, it's basically us walking in love. And God is inviting us to walk in love and to not tolerate even a hint and understand that the enemy's tactic, he's always gonna be like, oh, that's not a big deal. That's okay, you'll be fine. But whenever you hear those things, you have to understand like, no, that's his tactic. He's trying to get you with those little things. And so it is a big deal because it's eventually those little 
those little impurities that you're tolerating will lead to sin, right? In fact, you're already sinning when you have those thoughts. That's what Jesus says. Even if you think of a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery. And so we have to understand that the enemy is a deceiver. We can't fall into those traps. And so I pray that you would open your eyes to realize the call to love, right? The last verse that I want to share here is in Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 7, 9 to 11, it says, Will you steal and murder, commit adultery and perjury, burn incest to Baal, and follow other gods you have not known, and then come and stand before me in this house, which bears my name, and say, We are safe, safe to do these detestable things. Has this house, which bears my name, become a den of robbers to you? But I have been watching, declares the Lord. And so what God was speaking through Jeremiah during this time is these people, they're like literally giving giving up things and worshiping a different God, the God of Baal. They were living in adultery, yet they were coming into the house of God thinking that they're okay. And guys, we have to examine our hearts to make sure that we are not living that way, right? Because now we are the temple of God. That there's like, yes, we go to church, but church is not the presence of God. Like his presence is there, but his presence now lives inside of us. And so we have to make sure too that we are watching our bodies, that we're not tolerating things because God wants us, right? Like he wants to live in us. And God, and Jesus even says further in John that if we obey his commands, he will come and live in us. And so I pray that this message really hits home, that God wants your heart, that you are his temple, right? And understand too, that when we walk in God's way, there is a satisfaction, right? Like it's not like it has to be displeasing. Yes, you may have to fight the temptation in the flesh, but understand that you're going to reap life and joy as you continue to persevere in doing good. So I want to encourage you for whoever's listening. I feel like you may be struggling in this area of lust. Understand that when you continue to not give up in doing good, you will reap a harvest, right? Galatians says, do not give up in doing good. From the proper time, you will reap a harvest. So I love to pray for you guys right now. God, I thank you, Lord, for those who are listening in right now, Lord. And I pray, God, right now, Lord, that you were speaking to their hearts, God, that you would open up their eyes to see, Lord, that they were made God, to be your temple, God, that you live in them, Lord. And they have a duty, God, to purify themselves, to present themselves, God, as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you, God. I pray, Lord, that they would see this, God, with eyes of joy, that they would delight in pleasing you, God, that this would be their desire, Lord. God, I pray in this next coming days that you would just wreck them with your revelation, that you would show them how much you are, they are loved, God, that you have saved them, Lord from eternal death, God, apart from you, Lord, that you love them so much, God, and that honestly, this is the least that we can do is to love you back and to be holy. And so God, I pray, Lord, that you would open up hearts, God, to see how much they are loved by you, God, Lord, and that you would open up their eyes more and more, Lord, to just see, God, that this call, Lord, that you're calling them right now, God, is actually a call to a better life, God. Lord, I just rebuke every lie that they're believing of the enemy that they can't. And I believe that many of you guys listening are already thinking that, no, I can't, I can't. You can. You can do all things in Christ. And all you have to do is just choose, like literally choose to die to yourself and walk by the Spirit. Choose to say, I just choose not to follow what my flesh is desiring, but I choose to follow what the Spirit is saying. Because there is a part of you that wants to do what God is saying. And that's the Holy Spirit in you. So God, I pray for every single listener right now, Lord, that you would strengthen them, God, Lord, to make the decision today to walk by you. Because God, we have to make the willful decision to follow you, Lord. So I pray, Lord, for those who are contemplating whether to follow you or not to follow you, God. I pray, Lord, that they would choose to die to themselves and to walk in the Spirit, to choose this day, to give of themselves every single day, God, Lord, to be a living sacrifice, God, not just today, not just tomorrow, God, but for every moment and every day. So I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. 
So I pray that you've been blessed by this. Um, don't forget, if you haven't already, to subscribe to our podcast. Um, and please leave a review as well if you've been blessed by this. Um, as you leave reviews, more people can actually um, be reached through our podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can also subscribe there as well. And if you've been blessed, please also consider partnering with our ministry. Um, just like I said before, you know, we are working a lot on different projects. These podcasts that you're listening to, these videos, you can be helping us support these. And we also have our Acts study guide that we're also working on as well. And so that would be a huge blessing to our ministry. So I'm excited to talk to you guys next time. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.